L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at The Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at The Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Westward. Westward is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Episode 8, The Guy is Kind of Weird. same year that the Showtime era was in the early stages of launching the entire league into the stratosphere of cultural and commercial relevance, another basketball era was taking root 120 miles south of L.A., down California's 405 freeway. I call it home. Isn't this where you want to live, San Diego? If fate and will the magic of chance can all contribute to the building of championship teams and dynasties. What happens when fate is replaced by subterfuge, will replaced by lethargy, and the magic of chance replaced by obstinance and greed? 1981, Levin sold the team to Donald Sterling, who said he would make San Diego proud of the Clippers. He did not. 
my name is Lon Levin. I'm Levin's son, the former owner of San Diego Clippers, and I am ready to talk. I don't think this could ever happen now. I remember my dad came in with a budget once. It was like $100,000 for the year or something. It was, it was just ridiculous. And he said, we can't, we don't have the money to go over this. You guys got to work within this. In their first season in San Diego, the Clippers had averaged a respectable 7,600 per game attendance. But with no revenue from the San Diego sports arena, Irv Levin would struggle to make ends meet. So my dad, you didn't have control of the concessions. That's where you make your money, popcorn, coke, all that kind of stuff. And the family that owned the arena refused to give him that. Despite the Clippers' revenue problems, Irv Levin still managed to put a competitive team on the floor, led by a flamboyant 6'2 guard with a rainbow jumper, a 44-inch vertical, and a running mouth. His name was Lloyd Bartholomew Free. But he was known as World. I was traded to the Clippers for a the 84 draft pick. Philadelphia 76ers select Charles Barkley of Auburn University. San Diego's a nice spot for basketball. I mean, the people were very excited about it. They knew their basketball out there. Uh, when we got there, um, it was about a good 7,000 people in, in the stands. And after halfway through that year, it started to fill up. And as we were winning, the people just took hold of us, and it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, it was exciting. Free would finish the 78-79 season the number two scorer in the league, right behind George Gervin, and would lead the Clippers to a respectable 43-win season, just missing the playoffs. So promising was the team, the following year, owner Irv Levin decided to roll the dice and bring in a superstar to pair with Free. And he would do so in signing local legend and NBA champion, Bill Walton. Hi, I'm San Diego. It's very nice to be here. Uh, it's a good situation, good opportunity for me, and I like this team a lot, and we should go uh, a long way, I think. It was an incredibly risky move. Walton had been hurt the year before. In fact, the only playing he had done was with the Grateful Dead. He played drums at their famous concert in Egypt, and all the experts said that Walton's playing days were over. But someone leaks a home video of Walton playing to Irv Levin, and Levin is sold. My dad had made this deal for Walton based on a video he saw that Dr. Vanderway had shown him. And they showed this, they did Walton just playing one-on-one. And, and they said, see, Walton's fine. And they made the deal, so it's six million bucks for five years. We did a ton of advertising for him. We had billboards and radio spots and newspaper. I mean, we went crazy. There are other busy places around San Diego besides the gasoline stations. One happens to be the San Diego Clippers office. Well, right now, they are taking phone calls by the dozens, and people are in there wanting to buy season tickets because Bill Walton is now a San Diego Clipper. But we traded most of our good players away. And Walton never played. Walton would only play 14 games in his first year as a Clipper and would sit out the next two years. It was incredibly frustrating for the franchise and for Free, who had blossomed in San Diego. 
it really was getting ready to take off, but he got hurt again. And uh, so, you know, things just flattened out a little bit. But when he played, the games he played, you could see night and day from what our team was about. It was a good team before he got there, but it became a great team when he got there. I knew that if you have a big man that knows the game and that plays the game and was a champion, that he beat us when I was with Philadelphia. <laughs> and uh, I just knew that we were going places with a person and a talent like Bill Walton. It was a good thing for the team. If you look at their history as awful as it is, there's much more lore than you would think. As the Braves, they had three rookies of the year. As the Clippers, they had the rights to Larry Bird, Freeman Williams, and had Walton stayed healthy, they had World Be Free. This team was a lot of fun. The fun wouldn't last. Free would only play two years with the Clippers before being traded to Golden State. For 33 years, he would remain the only Clipper to ever start an NBA All-Star game. And with Walton Hurt, the San Diego Clippers would begin to sink. And we became a joke, you know, because we couldn't fill the arena. It's so nice there that, well, do I go to a shitty basketball game? Or do I go down to the beach? Or do I go sailing? And I was always saying, you don't understand what's going on. This whole thing is changing now. And I think we're in a good position here in San Diego. And I guess he got to a point where he thought, this is, this is not going to work here. And so he decided to sell. One of the Clippers' first potential buyers was a shoe company from Oregon who had just gone public, named Nike. At Nike, we developed one of the most sophisticated sport research labs in the world, making shoes that actually help athletes to run faster. But after talks stalled... Irv Levin would take a recommendation from none other than new Laker owner, Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss has suggested, because they had all been part of real estate investment in Los Angeles, and uh, at some point my dad said he was coming down. He said, I book us some time at Blue Box, which is a big restaurant in San Diego. But I'm warning you, this guy's a little weird. And I said, what do you mean weird? And he said, don't make a big deal out of it. And I went, what? What, what are you talking about? He said, oh, I don't know. The guy's kind of, you know, he's strange. And I said, well, why do you want me there? What do I have to do with this? I had no idea what was going to happen. The buyer was raised in Boyle Heights to Jewish immigrants, a high school athlete. He was as ambitious and brilliant as he was calculating. In fact, just months before he would graduate, he had changed his last name. Tokowitz was too hard to pronounce. Sterling sounded much better. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. He seemed like a nice enough guy at first. And then he sat down and he was putting his hands around my dad. And, you know, and uh, he was just acting so strange. And at one point he turned to me and he said, so I think we can work together. I think you can be my man. I really think that I benefit by having a young guy like you, and I think it would be great, and you'd, you'd have a lot of fun. And my dad didn't say too much, you know, but Sterling was just effusive in talking about my dad. Oh, what a great man. Wonderful. I'm so happy that this is happening. And he was just gushing. After I said to my dad, this guy is really too weird. He just decided he was going to sell the team. Sterling was the guy. In the three years they had been in San Diego, the Clippers had posted a poor but bearable 114-132 record. But under a Donald Sterling ownership, that would come to be known as a golden age of Clipper basketball. The best place to begin when talking about Donald Sterling-owned Clippers would be at the bottom, which is where the Clippers would finish in Sterling's first year. 
Former Vice President of Player Personnel Pete Babcock was there from the beginning. When I signed with the Clippers, it's my first full-time job in the league. So I had never met Paul Piles before. Paul had just finished his playing career in Seattle. They'd won the championship in 79 in Seattle. And Paul actually was signed to be a player coach. It was 1980 when he took over. And by the time we finished training camp, he said, I can't do both. I was an assistant coach. Irv was the owner. I saw him occasionally, not a lot. I felt the year that I was there and Irv owned the team, they didn't cut corners. They weren't telling us to, you know, cut the budget and watch spending on this or that. And that's what dramatically changed when Sterling bought the team. When Sterling bought the team, he bought it with kind of a lot of fanfare. And, you know, he had us give him a tour of the San Diego Sports Arena. It wasn't in very good shape even in those days. And uh, went through the locker rooms and offices. We had these little tiny offices upstairs on the at an outdoor entrance from the side door in the sports arena. And, you know, he said, well, we're going to rip all this out. And we're going to put in new offices and we're going to build new locker rooms and make it all first class. Well, it never happened. He spent money on things like buying advertising on the side of buses, billboards, but they were all of himself. And I remember Paul Sides and I were talking one day when it was going on saying like, nobody cares what the owner looks like. You may have heard this story, but opening night, it was our first home game. And um, we were heavy underdogs, but we were gonna win the game. It, it just one of those nights, you know, we had a good opening night and Don's sitting across midcourt where he always sat across from the benches. And we kind of see him as the game is going on, slowly changing his demeanor. You know, he starts the game with his, his shirt and tie and his coat on. And, you know, he's having his wine. And you can see him getting more excited as the game goes on. And pretty soon the jacket's off. And then pretty soon the tie is loose. And by maybe the third quarter, his shirt tail's sort of out of his pants, too. And he's jumping around. He's all excited, which is he should be, because we're going to beat a team we shouldn't be beating in our home opener. With about three minutes left in the game, one of the teams is shooting a free throw at the other end of the floor. And I'm on the bench because Silas is standing there with his, you know, his arms folded. And, you know, we knew we were going to win. All of a sudden, Don jumps up and runs across the middle of the floor. The game is, is going on. A free throw is being shot. He runs right across the middle of the floor and jumps into Silas's arms. You know, I think of myself, I'd never seen this in my life. <laughs> you know, that should have been a clue that we were in for kind of a rocky ride <laughs> going forward. I love my team. I live and die sometimes with every basket, especially towards the end of the game. Equally as bizarre as Sterling's behavior were his hiring practices. Head coach Paul Silas would return from an exhibition overseas to a new assistant GM in his office. We had these tiny offices, and the only two decent-sized offices was the general manager's office and the head coach's office. The rest of them, you know, we were all kind of crammed in little corners. And while Paul was on his Nike trip, Patty moved into Paul's office. Don hired her to be the assistant general manager of our team. It was Patricia Simmons, a former model who once worked for Playboy. No Clipper officials were available for comment at the team's offices here today. Assistant General Manager Patricia Simmons said she would have nothing to say. Patty is a wonderful person, very bright, but 
She had no background in basketball whatsoever. So it was an unusual hire, but it wasn't her fault that Sterling hired her and put her in that position. Simmons had neither NBA experience nor even basketball experience. In fact, when pressed by a San Diego sports reporter if she had known who Wilt Chamberlain was, she could not respond. Meanwhile, her boss seemed to speak to anyone who was willing to listen. He had all these luncheons that he would he would hold, have a luncheon for attorneys in town, a luncheon for doctors in town. And he got in trouble in some of those luncheons because he would say stuff that he shouldn't be saying. I say this after a great deal of thought and study and investigation. We must end last to draw first to get a franchise maker. You know, the league finding for it. The NBA commissioner, Larry O'Brien, levied a fine of $10,000 against the owner Friday for what he called conduct prejudicial and detrimental to the NBA. But of all of his maddening peculiarities, the most problematic for the Clipper front office, its coaches and its players, was Sterling's unflinching, unyielding, and embarrassingly unapologetic cheapness. The first year he owns the team, and I was on my way back from a scouting trip coming across country. So I, I stopped in Phoenix to see my family for a day. And I got a phone call from the office and they said, certainly want you to stop all scouting. Just shut it down. Totally. No scouting trips whatsoever. But he wants you to be on the bench for all home games. He doesn't want it to appear that you're not there anymore. I said, do you think any fan cares who the second assistant on the bench is? And we also were told, don't cash our paychecks because they're not any good. Just hold on to them and we'll tell you when you can put them in the bank. So I had paychecks sitting there at my house in Phoenix that I couldn't cash and I couldn't go scout games. He would call us and tell us we're spending X number of dollars on tape. You know, tape guys' ankles every day for practice and in games. Let's cut that from the budget and I'll just bring a box of tape down when I come down for games. And we were saying like, Don, you don't understand how much tape we have to use. A box of tape is gone in one day. He goes, one day? And then it was like, well, can't you reuse it? The absurdity of it all only reinforced the mounting failures of the Donald Sterling-owned Clippers. One thing about him, he sure was loud. Big Don. Big dumb Don. He would chide employees over long-distance phone calls. Hotels all over the country refused to put the Clippers up because of non-payment. One time, the team was stranded at the airport because Sterling owed the bus company money. But while en route to his second last-place finish in as many years, the 82 season was particularly meaningful to owner Donald Sterling for something that happened off the basketball court. We're happy today to announce that the Raiders are coming to Los Angeles. Al Davis packing up and leaving Oakland in defiance of the NFL gave Donald Sterling the idea to do the same exact thing. For only one year, he tried, but the NBA rejected him. But the writing was on the wall. He was going to leave San Diego. It was just a matter of when. I'm happy here in San Diego. Does this mean that the team will stay here indefinitely? Absolutely. Sterling absolutely did not. And though he would remain in San Diego through the next two seasons, he would spend his time there running the franchise into the ground. 
Insane penny-pinching aside, Sterling had no basketball sense. And if it wasn't obvious after his first two years, it was really punctuated when he made the first truly horrible personnel move for the Clippers, one that would be a gift to his future co-tenant when he traded the rights to Byron Scott for Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon's side of that story tells it all. I got traded after I had tried to play with a separated shoulder. So it was hurtful, but you understand the nature of the business. It killed my career. I was with a team that was 60 and 22, and I went to a team that was 22 and 60. (laughs) I was like, the balance of that. The unfortunate part for me career-wise, I just hate, I didn't have an opportunity to get with another good team. From a player's side and player's perspective, playing at the forum 17505. I know what the number was. That's how many people were there. When I first got traded, they had an exhibition game. It was in Anaheim. It was like 200 people there. I walked into the rim and my whole heart just dropped, man. It's like, but then you see why. Seven, eight different players every year. No consistency. Things weren't done in a first-class manner. In first class, it just means taking care of your players and having a great trainer there with everything that he needed to take care of you. (laughs) So it was polar opposites. You are listening to Westward on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. We'll be right back. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. 
So follow the seven right now. Inevitably and unceremoniously, on May 13, 1984, Donald Sterling had employees hastily pack a rented U-Haul truck and moved the San Diego Clipper franchise to Los Angeles. It was a mess, and at that point, I thought to myself, I have moved up because of the instability, and I moved up fast and had a lot of really great learning experiences. But if I stay with this, I'm going to become part of the instability. When I told them that I was going to resign, Donald said, well, come up and meet with me in my office before you do this. So I said, all right. So I drove up to L.A., and we're standing in his office looking out the window, and his windows looked out over Bel Air. And he says, Pete, why wouldn't you want to live out there? And I said, well, first of all, you don't pay me enough to live out there, Don. And that was the end of that little conversation. When the NBA sued Sterling as a matter of course, Sterling countersued to the tune of $100 million. The NBA balked and approved the move, fining Sterling a paltry $10 million. I have great memories of it, for the most part, even though all the craziness that was going on. You know, I got to meet some wonderful people. Paul Silas is one of my closest friends and, you know, wonderful person. The Clippers have now become a team that's actually a rival with the Lakers now. they build up to that point where they can compete. Jerry is, like, obviously one of the best ever in the business. I have great respect for Jerry. I mean, he was really nice to me when I came into the league as a young guy. They just, uh, he's remarkable. The news release also quotes Donald Sterling as saying, we are delighted to bring our team of the future to the greatest community in the world, our home, Los Angeles, lending credence to the theory that Sterling always really wanted a team in his own backyard. The city of Los Angeles, home to the venerable Lakers, now had another NBA team. Fate had not brought the San Diego Clippers to Los Angeles. Will would not plummet the franchise to the depth of perpetual failure, nor would the magic of chance ever show favor for a Donald Sterling-owned Clippers team. But somewhere hidden within the deepest recesses of its origin, before Sterling would transform it into the worst franchise in the history of sports, is a father who moved his basketball team be closer to his home, and a son who only wanted to make peace with him. My dad seems to have been lost in the shuffle. They did mention that my dad and I had a tough relationship, but I hope that you, if it's a part of this at all, that you somehow layer in that my dad was my hero. I mean, what he did was incredible. He was the one who made that team exist. He tried everything he could to make it work. I'm happy that his memory and what he's done is going to be highlighted anywhere because he deserves it. Irv Levin, the original owner of the Clippers, would return to the film business after selling his team and would produce several movies, including William Friedkin's To Live and Die in L.A. He passed away on March 20th, 1996. 36 years after the move, the Clippers are still in Los Angeles. But under a Steve Ballmer ownership and with Jerry West's direction, the Clippers have now finally become a part 
of Los Angeles. Basketball was more than a game. It will be more than a competitive series, okay? This will be a war. And again, life is about competition. Uh, so let's see who wins the war. Not only have the Clippers beaten the Lakers twice this season, for the first time in the franchise's history, they are also beating them in home attendance. The two teams are seated one and two in the Western standings, setting them on a collision course for a conference final. But there are times in sports and competition when everything stops. Breaking news to bring you out of California, where we are learning that five people have been killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. And on January 20th, 2020, one week before the Lakers and Clippers are scheduled to play their third game of the season, the entire city of Los Angeles would stop when tragedy would take one of their own and his daughter. Next time on Westward. January 20th, 2020. One week before the Lakers and Clippers are scheduled to play their third game of the season, the entire city of Los Angeles and the world would stop. When tragedy would take one of their own. Breaking news. Five people have been killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas. We now have information about at least one of those passengers who has died in that helicopter crash. It has been confirmed. CNN is able to tell you now that NBA star Kobe Bryant was on board that helicopter and is now dead at the age of 41. It's, oh man, I mean, it's, Kobe was supposed to be the guy that you saw at the games and that your kids saw at the games and that your dad saw at the games and then you become a parent and you take your kids to the game. He, he was supposed to be that guy. Like, man, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. It's, you know, um, he, you know, uh, uh, yeah, not, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, it's... People always want to give you credit, but maybe no credit. It was impossible not to see that what he was. It was absolutely impossible. Anyway, we got him, and uh, just watching him play in the summer league, uh, you know, he needed to take his game and try to put it in a, a team environment. But he could just go anywhere with the ball. He could get any shot he wanted to get. But you could just see this incredible desire to, uh, to excel. I remember the day it happened. I'm sitting at home, it was Sunday, and I get a text from one of my kids saying, you hear this helicopter went go down? And I said, yeah, they, they said they thought Kobe Bryant was on. And I said, oh my God, no. Westward is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network, iHeartRadio, and Joy Road Entertainment in association with Workhouse Media and Sugar 23. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Panella for Workhouse Media and by Michael Sugar and Mike Mayer for Sugar 23. Joy Road Entertainment is P.G. Cuscieri, Jim Young, Matthew Hatchett, Tim Livingston, and I'm Bobby Glanton-Smith. 
Audio produced by Casey Wayland of Wayland Productions and edited by Neil Cabana. Producers would like to thank Lon Levin, Pete Babcock, and Norm Nixon for their contributions. And of course, the great Jerry West. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.